the Saints made their 53-man roster moves this Tuesday and included keeping Traquan Smith, trading Will Lutz, getting rid of Blake Gillikin, getting rid of Bradley Roby. So many moves. Let's talk about it right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What is up, Houdet Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast, a little roster deadline special for you. And as always, this program is brought to you by Scott McNair Injury Lawyers, and you can give them a call at 504-500-1111 for a free consultation. So let's get into the first major thing that the Saints did this Tuesday, and it was actually one that netted them a little bit of a return here. It was getting Will Lutz out of New Orleans to Denver, gets to reunite with Sean Payton, and the Broncos, and that means Blake Groupie is your starting kicker for the New Orleans Saints. So let's start with Will Lutz real quick, and then I'll get over to why I really like this move. And out of all the moves the Saints have made, I actually think this is the one that Saints fans should all rally around and not really argue over because either way, they had two good, two really good kickers in the building. So let's start with Will Lutz. First off, before I get into why I thought the Saints should have gotten rid of Will Lutz and why I think they made the right move here from a logical standpoint, I want to give him credit for doing something that the Saints didn't have for a long time, and that was stability at the kicker position. I felt like while the Saints struggled during those seven and nine years, a lot of that you know blame went to the defense. But special teams wasn't great either during those times. I know Morstead always did his thing, but the kicking game was never really stable, and the Saints got that with Will Lutz. And pre-core muscle injury in 2021, Will Lutz was an outstanding kicker. So to see him go, don't get me wrong, Definitely, definitely upsetting because you do hold those type of players near and dear to your heart. That said, there's a couple of statistics for me that stand out, and I think that it's what played a factor. So let's go with the first one. Will Lutz is 29 years old. Blake Groupie, on the other hand, is just 24. So age is a factor. Groupie wins that battle. Contract-wise, Will Lutz, average salary of $4.05 million per year. Blake Groupie costs $750K this year. That's a big difference. So contract-wise, cheaper younger advantage Blake groupie. Now the third one, I think this is the most important one because people will mention the contract, but I think for a team like the saints, who's trying to win right now, if you're worrying about dollars, then you're in the wrong business because it's hard to tell your fans we're in win now mode. And then you go, by the way, we had to get rid of this guy because we're cutting costs that you can't do both. You can't cut costs and you can't also say you're in win now mode. It's very hard to do. You'll see teams around the league and in other sports struggle while trying to balance both those. So This is where I think is a telling fact for Will Lutz. In 2019, Will Lutz made 88.9% of his field goal attempts. That's fantastic. The year before, he was actually even better in 2018. He made 93% of his field goals. So from 93 to 88.9, 88.9 is still an outstanding number. So Will Lutz was still elite in 2019. After 2019, the dip starts coming. In 2020, he makes 82.1% of his field goals. Again, respectable, but that is a big drop. 88.9 to 82.1 in field goal percentage made. That's a big drop. And then after missing 2021, comes back in 2022 and only makes 74.2% of his field goals. So let's look at the numbers. In 2019, he made 88.9% of his field goals. In 2022, he made 74.2. That's that's almost a 15% swing. That's a big difference, guys. And kicking sometimes is the difference between winning and losing games in the NFL because the margins are just so thin. So that doesn't go for Will Lutz. Now, I thought Will Lutz had a great camp. And technically, Will Lutz was the more accurate kicker in preseason because Blake Rupi pushed that 60-yard field goal a tad right. So he went 5 of 6 while Will Lutz went 5 of 5. But I think Rupi 
you just saw the confidence. You see the age factor too, in terms of you have younger legs. You have a guy that's not been that hasn't battled a core muscle injury like Will Lutz did the last two off seasons. So I think that it makes a lot of sense in the world. And this is a story that I love. Blake Groupie was so confident about his spot on the roster. He asked the Saints on Monday, "What's the practice schedule for the rest of the week?" Like he's not even worrying about whether or not he gets cut. He felt like he deserved his spot on the roster. He earned it. And that, that just speaks volumes because you got to be confident as a kicker. You lose confidence as a kicker. We saw what happened with Brett Maher for the Cowboys in the playoffs. He couldn't even make an extra point because it just got in his head. So Saints get rid of Will Lutz. I wish Will Lutz all the best. But there actually is this added factor that I want to mention. The Saints own the Broncos' second-round pick next year. A lot of games come down to kicks. Will Lutz could actually decide how good or how how high or how low the Saints' second-round pick is next year. So that's just food for thought right there if you guys want to think about that part. So Will Lutz out, Blake Groupie in. He's your starting kicker. Uh, I, I like the move. I think the Saints did right here. Now let's get into a move that it confused me. I, I kind of understand the logic, but it confuses me. That's the Saints getting rid of Bradley Roby. So you wake up on Tuesday morning, you see the report, Saints could trade Bradley Roby. And I'm like, eh, I don't know if you should do that. Like, you need the depth in the secondary. He's a veteran guy. And he's still your best slot corner right, right now. I think he's your best slot corner by a pretty comfortable margin because of the experience. Uh, and he's just been playing the position so long. And then it comes out that Bradley Roby tweets pretty much his farewell to the Saints players and the fans. And then two seconds later, Jordan Schultz reports it. Then Ian Rappaport reports it that he's getting released. And I thought, wow, this is, this is a risky move. And a lot of people went towards the cost part of it. Again, I don't think it's that because I don't think the Saints can play the cost game when they're trying to win a Super Bowl right now. And they are under the salary cap by about like 12 to 13 million. So they're not exactly against a tight budget at the moment. So this is a move they felt like it's just a better football move. And I'm trying to wrap my head around it because again, I think he's their best slot corner option at the moment. And Alante Taylor, who will most likely replace him, if there's one thing Alante Taylor did not do well in the preseason, it was playing in the slot. Go back, watch the Chiefs game against Richie James, gave up about a 40-yard completion, and then later on actually miscommunication with Roby on a natural rub route and gives up the touchdown to Richie James on the same drive. So Alante Taylor didn't look great in the slot, and I don't know if the Saints are going to say trial by fire, get in there and let's see what happens, or if they're going to go with a mixed approach. A little bit of Alante Taylor a little bit of Ugo Amadi who made the roster. So shout out to him. I thought he was really, really stout in training camp. And then maybe Jordan Howden, the rookie, maybe you get him some burn there. So the Saints have options, but it's just fascinating to me because that's the second offseason in a row that Dennis Allen said, I'm not going to really you know, value the, the nickel corner position as much as other teams may. Garner Johnson last year traded. That was kind of a little bit of a dispute though with the contract situation. So that played a factor. And then Roby this year. So I just find it fascinating, and again, I understand the Saints' logic behind it because they're going youth, and they're going talent winning out, and they hope that's the formula with a guy like Alante. And the idea of Alante, Adebo, and Latimer all in the same field at the same time is intriguing, but I just don't know if Alante's ready to be the starting slot cornerback from this moment forward. I, I just, I'm not sure, and that part kind of concerns me. So we'll see how he responds, but I want to add this part, and I think this also might play a factor. What the Saints did this preseason that really stood out to me, forcing turnovers. They were not a defense that took away the football last year. In the preseason, they were pretty much doing it one to two times a game easily. And I wonder if the Saints are going, look, Bradley Roby's a very well-respected veteran, 
But over the last three seasons in the NFL, he's got two combined interceptions. What if we start to get with more guys that, all right, maybe they're not as sound, they're not as disciplined, but the big plays come up. And maybe that's something that he's going for. But it is a risk getting rid of Roby. I, I try to reason and understand why they made the move. But it is, it's a risk. And I'm very, very curious to see how this one goes down. Now, before I get into your comments, so as a reminder, guys, if you're listening, you want to leave your comments, please post them and I'll get to them in just a moment. I want to go with the five biggest roster cuts that the Saints made outside of Bradley Roby because I think Bradley Roby was the one that kind of stunned us the most, but he wasn't the only stunner. Another one, which is included in this five that I'll mention, Jalen Smith, veteran linebacker. I thought he looked really good against the Chargers in preseason week two and then preseason finale against the Texans. Again, more energy, just really looked like he loved playing on this defense and while I'd love to to sit here and start ranting and, and getting really, you know, uh, I'd say emphatic about this particular player, I want to add that I actually think Jalen Smith will be back on the Saints. So while I'm putting him in my five because he did get cut, I do think Jalen Smith will be back. And why do I say that? Just about every reporter who talked about Jalen Smith added, oh, good chance he returns to the practice squad. And for someone going, well, why wouldn't he go elsewhere? A, he just had a three-week trial run with the Saints. Judging by all his comments, he really likes it there. And B, which is actually the more more important part, I don't think he's magically going to have some rich market now because he played for two weeks in the preseason. Jalen Smith was a free agent until pretty much the start of August. So what would have changed in the last two weeks that he went from not having a suitor till August to all of a sudden teams are knocking at his door? So I don't think that will change, but I do have to give him respect because I thought he would make the, the initial 53. And I'm a little disappointed he did get caught, but I do think he will be back. So Jalen Smith makes the list, uh, and I, I do think we'll see him back on the Saints. Another guy that got released, and this one, uh, I wouldn't say shocking. It's definitely a culture change, though. Blake Gillikin. Blake Gillikin is no longer the Saints punter. That will be Lou Headley, who, by the way, even though he won the job, I don't feel the way I do about the punter position the way I do about kicker. Like, I feel Blake Groupie came in and gave Will Lutz a run for his money, and the Saints said, you know what, this kid won the job. I just think the Saints looked at Lou Headley and go with Blake Gillick and go, all right, he wasn't as inconsistent. And then that's what won him the job. So it, it was almost like he didn't mess up as much. And that's why he got it instead of going out there and flat out earning it, not trying to knock Lou Headley. Maybe he ends up having a really nice role on the Saints this year. And the punting game goes back to what it was two years ago, but I'm still concerned. But anyway, Blake Gillikin, he gets cut. That's one of the, two, the, the second player I'd mentioned out of the five in terms of the biggest cuts. The third one, uh, Nico Lelos, I don't know what else he had to do in the preseason to make the roster, right? And it stinks because even though he had three sacks against the Chargers, added another one against the Texans, we all kept going, uh, he's probably a fringe practice squad guy. And and that's probably because he's playing on a stacked, in terms of depth, position unit. You keep Cam, you keep Tano, you keep Carl, you keep uh, Peyton Turner, you keep Colin Saunders, Nathan Shepard, Brian Brzee, Malcolm Roach. It's like, well, do you have any room for any more defensive linemen? Clearly, they felt the answer is no. I hope he comes back to the Saints practice squad because I think Lalo's the motor, you cannot teach that. You either got the motor, you don't got the motor, and he has it. And while it's disappointing he got cut, I would like to see him back in New Orleans. I mean, he, t- he had the tied uh, lead for most sacks in the preseason. He balled out. And if he gets a shot elsewhere, that's awesome. He deserves it. If he comes back to the practice squad, great news for the Saints. That'll be number three would be Nico Lalo's. Number four for me, Shaq Davis. Uh, I thought he was really nice in the preseason. I thought he did a good job, really consistent, balled out, uh, pushed for a roster spot, 
At the end of the day, though, I understand why he's not on this final 53. And I do think, just like with other players, the Saints will try to get him on the practice squad. And I actually think they will succeed and get him on the practice squad. Now, we'll see. He's got to clear waivers because he doesn't have enough service time over the course of his career. But I think he will be back. And then my fifth guy, Lucas Kroll, what an uh, what a swan song for him if this was his final game of the Saints and he gets picked up elsewhere, you know, over 100 yards. Jay Kaner pretty much targeted him about 55,000 times. So we'll see. But those would be the five that I would mention for them. And I'll go over it one more time. Jalen Smith, Blake Gilligan, Nico Lelos, Shaq Davis, Lucas Kroll. Those are the five. So without further ado, let's get into comments that you guys had to pull up over the course of these first 13, 14 minutes, and we'll go from there. So Danny T04 says, since Traquan didn't get cut, will he be moved to IR, and can the Saints add another veteran wide receiver? So I do think he will be moved to IR, and I don't know if that spot will be used on a receiver, though. That that spot might be used on Jalen Smith. Great question, though, nonetheless, and I do think it's going to be interesting to see what the Saints choose to do there. Cam says, if we don't re-sign Jalen Smith, dot, 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 I think he will be back, but we'll see. Drum Major SCSU says, get Shaq back. Yeah, well, first off, makes sense. Uh, Got to support your, your alma mater. And yeah, I think Shaq Davis is going to be back on the practice squad. If he gets picked up, that's awesome for Shaq because it means that you know people really paid close attention to what he did in the preseason. But I just think because he's an undrafted rookie, the odds of him coming back to New Orleans... They just make a lot of sense, but we'll see. I, I won't root against him getting a spot elsewhere. I actually would love to see him make an immediate impact for someone, but I think he'll be back in New Orleans. DJ says, I know DA said there's definitely a chance Jalen Smith will be back, but I'm intrigued to hear why he was released in the first place. I think a lot of it, when you get down to the, the nitty gritty of making your roster, is just the concern of the waiver wire and which position group you can't really afford to lose a certain guy. And what I mean is, if the Saints were to cut a certain player and they feel like they're at risk to get picked up off waivers, then they might go out to Jalen Smith and go, hey, look, we're going to release you. You're going to be a free agent, though. You're not subject to waivers because you're a veteran. And we will just bring you back if you're open to it. And if that conversation goes well, it makes it easy for the Saints because the Saints can go, look, Draquan's going to be put on IR in about two minutes from now, and you can just come back. So I think that's just the way I think they look at it. But it's, it's a fascinating thing, and that's why I'd love, you know, when people make shows like Hard Knocks, a lot of people complain about it, but I think it's cool to kind of see those ins and out of the daily operation. Danny says, I know right in the second, third preseason game, he was fascinated with Jalen shaking my head. Yep, and rightfully so. Gabby says, interested to know uh, what are the re-signs we're expecting for the next days in place of injured players like Young and uh, Traquan Smith. Gotta imagine one of them is Jalen Smith. And then the next one, I'm not 100% certain yet. It could be someone that got released. Like, that's actually a part that we have to add, too. The Saints could be looking around elsewhere, seeing who got cut around the league and say, okay, let's bring that guy on board. For example, the Giants cut one of their backup offensive tackles who actually did have some experience last year. Maybe the Saints go, hey, look, we do not like our second string O-line right now. Maybe we'll bring him in. Margaret says, I can't believe we kept Traquan Smith. I thought Davis showed promise. Yeah, I, like I tried to kind of let you guys down easy and be like, hey, look, do not rule out Traquan till we see that 53-man roster. And if his name's not on it, then you guys can 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 kind of take that next step. But until his name is off that roster, don't get your hopes up because the Saints value Traquan's blocking. They value that he knows what role he's going to play as wide receiver four. 
when he's healthy. I got to add the when he's healthy. And right now he's not healthy. Danny says, and Zach Bond, uh, yeah, I'm kind of surprised. I know they value his special teams, but that, that just seems kind of wild to me. Libby says, oh my God, I didn't know Shaq was released. Danny says the Will Lutz trade shocked me. It didn't shock me personally in terms of where he landed. I will say, though, it is kind of surprising that it worked out that way where the Saints were able to keep one kicker trade the other. I think it would have kind of stunk if they had a, it just caught one of them and you get nothing. You do get a seventh rounder. You may go, oh, what's a seventh rounder to you? Well, seventh rounder in 2006 got you Marcus Colson. So we'll see what's going on. Margaret says, I like Lalos, uh, who got released. Yep, and, and maybe he comes back. Lalos balled out in the preseason. It, it really is kind of unfortunate. It shows how cruel and tough it is to make an NFL roster because Lalos was just nonstop producing, and he couldn't crack the 53. Pablo says, do you think Dennis Allen is trying to define his coaching style and or decision-making with all these moves when compared to Sean, especially since this may be a make-or-break season for him? Uh, look, I don't think when you make your roster decision, it's almost like, I need to put my stamp on the team and, and like get away from what Sean did. But I do think we're, we're starting to see what DA values, right? DA values youth. He values uh, talent, you know? And, and I think that in years past, Sean probably wouldn't go this route. But I think DA is doing, hey, what do I think is going to give me the highest possible ceiling for this year's team? And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I actually think what he is doing gives the Saints a higher ceiling, right? The idea of playing Alante Taylor with the starters would give them a higher ceiling because we know how talented Alante is and we know he's a playmaker. The idea of going with Blake Groupie, who is an unknown, but you know he's younger and healthier than Will Lutz and, and, and doesn't have that decline in terms of the numbers yet because nothing's on the board, there is that potential, right? Whereas if you kind of keep the status quo, what if Will Lutz only makes 74% of his kicks this upcoming season? Like, that would be terrible for the Saints. So I think DA is kind of leaving his stamp there, but I don't think it has any worry about what's going on with Sean. It's to your point, Pablo, that you mentioned at the end, make or break season. He knows this is it, right? He is, he's not just coaching for his Saints job. He's coaching for a chance to be a head coach for the rest of his life. Because if this doesn't work out, he will be just, just limited to a defensive coordinator for the rest of his career. Which, by the way, he's fantastic at, but that's not what he wants to be, obviously. He has aspirations to be a head coach for a while. So we'll see what happens there. Brian says, who that? Can't believe they cut Roby. Definitely a surprise there. Libby says, we got rid of Morstead and kept Gilkin. Now we got rid of Gilkin. Ugh. It's it's tough with, with Gilkin because 2021, he was an outstanding punter. And 2022, statistically, he was solid. But how many games did he have bad punts in crucial situations? My mind immediately goes to that Bengals game in the Dome. Saints have a chance to get to 500. And he just shanks a really, really crucial punt in the fourth quarter. And then about two plays later, I think Jamar Chase scores like a 50-yard touchdown. Bengals take the lead, don't look back, and win. So the inconsistencies stink there for sure. Jerry says, why Jalen Smith was cut and not Traquan Smith? I think if Traquan gets cut, he goes to the Broncos. I think if Jalen Smith gets cut, there's an understanding that, hey, nobody signed you from the months of March to to July. We did. We know you like this system. We are going to bring you back the minute we put Traquan on IR, almost like stashing him. That's the way I view it. It's a fantastic question, though. I really do like that question. Alex says, rookie kicker and punter is a bit concerning. So many games in the NFL come down to special teams. They 1,000% do. And I'm not denying that. But for people who are worried about the rookie kicker aspect, I want to add this in here. And again, this isn't for everyone. But it is worth noting, Evan McPherson, in his rookie season with the Bengals, 
was a lights-out kicker. In fact, he was so damn good that he couldn't miss on their Super Bowl run. So if anyone is worried about the rookie kicker aspect, that would be my argument to you is look no further than what Evan McPherson did with the Bengals as a rookie kicker. On the flip side, for the punter thing, I am worried not so much about the rookie aspect. I just think I didn't think Lou Headley looked that good. I thought he looked okay at times. So maybe the Saints look elsewhere. Maybe there's a punter out there that they want to get. Maybe it's a return with Morstead who just got cut by the Jets. I don't know what it'll be, but we'll see what happens. Uh, and again, obviously for anyone coming to the chat, pleasure to have you in here on this Tuesday afternoon. Danny says kickers are more important. Yeah, they are. They are definitely more important. No doubt about that. But the punting game is going to be crucial too. The Saints can't have what happened last year. Too many moments where inconsistencies in the punting game. Chance to pin you back. Didn't do it. Can't have that. Margaret says Broncos are, are Saints 2.0. They really are. If, if the Saints release a guy in the next year or two, anticipate them going to Denver. Example, Pete next year, who was able to make the roster, when Pete's a free agent, would not be surprised if he goes to Denver. Danny says, the Roby cut pissed me off. It did for a lot of fans, and I get it, because it was A, surprising, and B, you feel like he was still a starter. So it's like, did we just cut a starting guy? I'm not sure. Now, the Saints must have felt like, deep down, they felt like Alante, Ugo Amadi, Jordan Howden, like those type of guys can fill it in. But it is a very, very surprising cut. Probably the most surprising. Alex says, Jalen returning is paramount. I like Sewell, but linebacker is a position group that has questionable depth as it is. 1,000%. You said it perfectly. And I think with Jalen Smith, there is a, a known commodity aspect to, all right, I know what he brings me. I know Jalen Smith's flaws. I know he can miss some important tackles. I know he's not great in pass coverage, but he can get downhill. He can make big hits. We can use him almost like a poor man's Quan Alexander, and maybe that's all the Saints need as a backup. So I, I do think there is that known aspect to Jalen's game, and I think the Saints would like to bring him back for a reason like that. I think this says Therese, or I think it's Therese. If I pronounce it wrong, let me know in the chat. Alante was definitely barbecue chicken this preseason. Yeah, he was in the in the slot. He was barbecue chicken. I was just thinking of the Shaq barbecue chicken alert uh, there. But yeah, I think that th that's that's where I have a concern here. New Daylight Presents says Shaq Davis was better than Traquan. I mean, Shaq Davis played in the preseason. And you guys know how I feel. Availability is huge to me. And it should be to the Saints. I do think, though, there is this thought process that if Shaq Davis is on the Saints roster, I don't know what his role is. And I don't think he has a role for this season because if he has a role, that means so many guys ahead of him got hurt. A.T. Perry, who made the roster, great for A.T. Perry. Uh, Michael Thomas, Olave, Shahid. When those guys are ahead of you, the only way you really make plays is if they get hurt. And that's obviously not the way you're going to operate your team. Whereas Traquan, yes, he is not going to have a huge role. But the Saints know that even when those guys are healthy, right, there's certain personnel groupings. They're going to get him in on the field, whether it's blocking the play action pass uh, to, to throw balls in contested windows, which is one thing that Traquan does well with coming down with those. So I think that's what it comes down to. And again, I'm not saying that Traquan deserves it because Traquan did not play this August. Like, I think it kind of stinks. Like, He's got great job security. That's where I'll put it at. But I think that's where the Saints view it. And, I, and I'm telling you guys, I feel like there's a good chance that Shaq Davis comes back. If he doesn't, that that really, really, really stinks. But I think that's how they see it. Danny says, I can't believe Zach Bond made the team and not Jalen. Yeah, they are, they are valuing special teams with that one. 
Alex says, happy that this year's entire draft class made the roster, has the potential to be the most successful one since 2017, in my opinion. That is one of the huge takeaways, right? I think when roster cuts happen, it's so easy to get into the negatives, the moves you didn't like, the moves that shocked the hell out of you. But if you want to go positives, Ryan Brzee, Isaiah Foskey, Kendra Miller, Jay Kaner, A.T. Perry, Nick Saldaveri, Jordan Howden, all those guys making the roster is great news. And again, the Saints didn't do it because they got drafted. The Saints felt like they deserved to be on the roster because they earned it. And that's what you love to see because the 2018 draft and the 2020 draft for the Saints were not good. If I take Cesar Ruiz out of that 2020 draft, Troutman, gone. Bond, gone. Tommy Stevens, gone. Well, Bond is still here, but you get my point. He doesn't really do anything for them outside of special teams. So that draft class wasn't good. 2018, outside of Marcus Davenport, there's a bunch of guys that didn't do anything. I mean, they drafted Rick Leonard. He never played. So yes, huge win for the Saints. And if the Saints are going to get back to being a perennial competitive team, it's drafting like this. This is a huge win for Loomis. And now they got to play well in the regular season, but this is a, a step in the right direction for sure. Glad you mentioned that. Keeping it real, Houdat Sports Podcast says Saints took a lot to Taylor last season for exactly this purpose to take over the slot. It just happened sooner than many of us thought, especially Roby playing well. Yeah, I don't think the thought process is the concern. I actually think, like you mentioned, the thought process makes sense. Remember, when they drafted Alante Taylor, a lot of us go, is this the Garner-Johnson replacement? Because he was on that contract due. And now it ends up becoming the Roby replacement in the grand scheme of things. The concern to me is he didn't look good in the slot in the preseason. I think everything lines up with why the Saints did what they did. I just wish there was more evidence behind it to say, okay, he is ready for this moment, but I understand it. And that's a great comment, of course. Danny asked, do you think DA is playing for his job this year? No doubt about it. He is coaching for his job. I think the same can be said about Pete Carmichael. I think that Mickey Loomis is also, in terms of evaluating, it's for his job too. And I know Mickey has a lot of comfortability because the Saints respect him and love him, but that's why this draft class all making the roster is a huge win for Mickey Loomis. He did his job. Now the coaches got to do theirs. Margaret says, Blake killed a couple of games with bad punts. Glad he's gone. Yeah, just couldn't couldn't bounce back from an excellent rookie year or red shirt freshman year, I should say. Calvin 14 says, Lalo's got coverage sacks, was never going to make the team. I do think that was a big part of it. And I do think another part of it was he was on a really stacked position group. I think if Lalo's was, let's say, a linebacker, right, and he produced well, he probably makes the roster because the Saints are like, ah, we don't really got a lot of depth there or feeling good about certain pieces. But the Saints got eight defensive linemen that they like. Lalo's, to me, looks like a practice squad guy for now. New Daylight present says, Merriweather, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, pretty disappointing he didn't make the roster. I do think the Saints can get away with two running backs, though, and Taysom Hill while Alvin's out. And again, they could add someone, too. I know Miles Gaskin from the Dolphins got cut, so we'll see. Libby says, dang, I forgot about Kroll. Yep, and Kroll's a fascinating one. I kind of think he could get picked up elsewhere. Ezra says, do you, got, do you think guys like Roby and Smith come back from placing guys on IR? Roby, I'm going to say no. His tweets seemed like a farewell. Jalen Smith, I say yes, and I feel pretty good about Jalen Smith coming back. Summers, question mark. Yeah, so he was part of the releases, which is uh, pretty unfortunate uh, for him. So Ty Summers, linebacker, didn't make it. He's not subject to waivers, I believe. I think it's just a termination of his contract, so the Saints can bring him back if they want to. We'll see with him. And again, that's a, another position group linebacker. You were kind of just throwing darts and seeing what sticks there. Holy Rocky Horror says, still feel like we're going to regret losing Roby. And you're probably not the only one who feels that way. 
I, I just don't know yet how whether or not it will come back to haunt them. I do think, though, that it is, it, it's a concern for sure. How many players can we put on IR? Uh, that's a great uh, question. I should probably familiarize, familiarize myself uh, for the Saints right here with how many they can put on IR. I don't really think there's a lot that they're going to put on IR, though. Like, I know Traquan will be one for sure, but I don't think the Saints are going to be in a rush to uh, put a bunch of guys on IR. I know you can bring back a maximum of eight, like, over the course of the year. I don't know how many they'll put at the start. And I don't, you know, not to worry about guys like Kamara because they'll be on the suspended list. What do we have to do with Kamara May to open up roster spots? Yeah, so when they go to the suspended list for those first three weeks, they won't count. So the Saints kind of have those roster spots. Now, May hasn't officially gotten suspended, so we'll see what happens with him. But for Kamara, uh, he'll just be on that list anyway, and the, and the Saints, will, they could fill up that spot. Thought Merriweather had a good camp, but hard to find him a, uh, far, hard to find him a spot uh, with such a big tight end room. Well, that's the other part, too. I think certain position groups for the Saints were just really loaded this year. Like, the Saints had four tight ends that had to make the roster. So running back is the one that gets kind of hurt in all this. And now the Saints could bring back Merriweather, but we'll see because Kirk Merritt made it, the roster over him, and that's interesting. Max says, dude, what? how did Kirk Merritt make the team? That is a case of, I think, versatility. Can return, can receive, can run. And even though we didn't get to see it, right, because Kirk Merritt, unfortunately, has been banged up, I think the Saints liked what they saw in practice from Kirk Merritt. That's got to be the explanation. But again, versatility matters, and he does fill a lot of uh, different positions for the Saints in that regard. Mac adds, biggest move that made me mad was cutting Jalen Smith. Dude came in and pushed for that three spot. He did, but I, I think he will be back. Tony says, need you to explain Lou Headley. Um, I, I don't know what you want me to explain about him. I mean, he's got a fascinating jersey. He's a 30-year-old rookie, right? Australian 30-year-old rookie. Bunch of tattoos. He's a fascinating guy. I I don't know, though. I, I mean, he was great in college, so I'll give him that. And, and hopefully that he, he kind of finds his groove in New Orleans. But it, it was an interesting one to me. Keeping it real, who that sports said, Dennis Allen said there's a real good chance he'll be back. Talking about Jalen Smith. Yep. Paulie Rocky Horror says, I think both, player, uh, both punters are not great. Let's Jimmy Graham more stand. Uh, you're not the only one who feels that way. That's for sure. Lou Headley was the better of two evils, says Keeping It Real, Who Dat Sports Podcast. That's the way I look at it, too. I think that that's the way they viewed it. Like, he just didn't, he wasn't as inconsistent. Max says, the Roby move baffles me because why not just start Alante and make Roby his backup? Because whoever's backing up Taylor isn't on Tony's isn't on uh, Tony's level, especially from experience and pro reps. Yeah, so with Roby, I do agree. There's the experience factor there. I think, though, Roby is on the decline. Like, I want to be fair about that. Like, I still don't fully love the move. And I actually am at, I, I'm more on the side of I don't like it at all. But th there is higher upside with Alante if he figures it out. Like, if Alante figures it out, this Saints secondary is going to be flying down the field in, in, in a manner that will be just lethal and fun for us fans to watch. Keeping it real says, Ugo came to, Ugo, Ugo came to this team uh, this offseason was starting slot experience while in Seattle and he played in slot at Oregon. Yes, and he looked good at it in training camp too. And even in the preseason, I thought he looked comfortable. So he will definitely get reps for sure. No doubt about it. 27 offense, 24 defense, says New Daylight present. Nola Gang 09 says, Who that fam? Hope you guys are doing well. 
New Daylight present ads. How many players come back in total? Uh, I mean, pretty much for practice squad, I think you have to make up the Saints practice squad will have to be of 16, if I'm not mistaken. But in terms of who they will bring back, it's interesting because you can go the route of bringing back your own, but there's also looking around the NFL. Like I think a lot of us right now might think, okay, you could fill the 16 spots on the practice squad with guys um, like maybe a Kawan Baker, maybe a Lynn Bowden, maybe a Nico Lalos or Lucas Kroll, but there's other guys around the league that got cut too, and maybe New Orleans will look at them. Jalen will be back, says Nola Gang 09. I agree with you. Keeping it real, who that sports says Saints already have a couple of guys who are 50-50 ball catchers. Shaq needs to work on his separation. That was a major difference between him and A.T. Perry. Excellent point. And again, it's, it's about rolling roles, right? Like if Shaq has to come in, it's to be a receiver. Traquan can be a good blocker. Traquan knows the system. There's, there is that familiarity. And I know you guys are tired of hearing it. And I promise you, I'm tired of saying he's a great blocker. But that stuff matters. It matters to this team. Drum Major SCSU says, what are the odds that they bring Shaq back? I think they're pretty high. I would go over 50%. And, and, and the only reason it's not 100% is because another team could snatch him. If you're telling me no one's going to snatch him, the Saints will bring him back on the practice squad. I think they really like how he developed over the course of the summer. Keeping it real says, before he got injured, he outplayed all the wide receivers. You all thought we're going to beat him out. Washington, Edwards, uh, QT, Bowden, Kirkwood, Perry, before he got injured is the key. It is an important factor. I want to make that very clear. Traquan is a really, really good wide receiver for, then you put in parentheses, when healthy. And the when healthy part is the frustration. My frustration with Traquan isn't the player he is. I actually like the player he is, and not every player is going to be a superstar. But he's not healthy a lot, and that's the frustrating thing. But make no mistake about it, to your point, he, he knows his role, and he plays it well. Gabby says, Kroll missed too many catches last game. I couldn't get confident with his game. Too many tight ends at this point if we count Taysom Hill. Yep, too many tight ends. And he still needs to develop. To your point, there were a lot of times in the preseason this year where he just didn't make the big play when it was presented. Now, he has gotten vastly better. Like, the the, the difference between last year and this year, huge. But he's still not there yet. Tony says, okay, so what do you think we end up with as far as our record at the end of the season? I've been saying 11-6. and six. I'm going to stay with 11-6 and because I still like the talent on this team. But I do think the Saints have concerns at O-line depth-wise, concerns at linebacker depth-wise, and I think the other concern for me is the unknown in special teams because you do have a bunch of new faces. But I, I really do think this offense is going to be better, and you got to hope they stay healthy. But I think this is an 11-16. and 16. I do. If Shaq clears waivers, he will be back, says Keeping It Real, Who Dat Sports Podcast. I agree with you, and they say the same for if Kroll clears waivers, which I also do agree with. Greg asks, is uh, Jalen Smith coming back? I think so. Uh, Eric says, slot corners, Ugo, Honey Bad, uh, Ugo Mati, Honey Badger, Alante, Lonnie Johnson, Howden, we will be fine. I think they will. you got to figure out which, is gonna, which one's going to separate from the pack, though, because I think the Saints would love to have stability there. But they have options. K-Man says, we're in great shape to start the season. I agree. I, look, nothing happened today that changed my prediction for the Saints. I thought a month ago they were an 11-6 team. Nothing happened today where I go, oh, now they're 10 and 7, or now they're 9 and 8, or now they're 12 and 5. Like, never too high, never too low. Like, I think that's where they should be. I think they're an 11 and 6, 10 and 17. Nothing changed that today for me. Nola, uh, Nola Gang 09 says Jalen will be back tomorrow. Watch. I think he'll be back at some point this week. No doubt about it. Max says Lou Headley, LOL, what a story. And Gabby says Headley's age is something to pay attention to. Yep. 
But you know what? For a punter, you're not grabbing a punter and going, oh, be the punter for the next 15 years. I don't think teams operate in that manner. You'd love that, right? You'd love a Morstead. You'd love an Andy Lee, a guy like that. But if Headley comes in and gives you four to five good years, Saints would take it. Space African Jesus says, in my uh, in my opinion, beginning of the end for Lutz was when he missed that 43-yard field goal in the playoffs against the Vikings in 2019. After making his last 18 in the regular season, his kicking percentage slowly declined after that. There's a lot of factors, getting older, getting injured. But yeah, he, look, he was really good this summer. I don't want to take that away from him. But if we're just going off the last three seasons that he's played, the field goal percentage is going down. And it's not going down like this. It's going down like that. Like I said, 2019 to 2022, there's a 15% field goal uh, made difference. That's a huge drop, 89 to 7. Uh, my math serving me cor- uh, incorrectly right now. Uh, 89 to 74. 15% drop. That's a big difference. Keeping it real, Udat Sports says, I agree we have a number of guys who can play the slot. Can't lie, would have liked to keep him. Yep, again, uh, the more the merrier is the way I would have viewed it, viewed it especially with, with Roby having experience. But it is what it is, and, and now we just got to hope that they made the right move. Roby is a player on the decline. They want tail on the field, K-Man says. Yep, and that's why I won't knock the logic. I just wish Alante looked better in the preseason, in the slot because I thought he looked really good on the outside, just in the slot. But I do agree with, with why they did that. Fred Savage says, Blake Gillikin gone also. Yep, the era of Blake Gillikin and Will Lutz is gone. Tony says, thumbs up for everybody breaking out their Jimmy Graham jerseys. Definitely got three or four in the attic. I wish I still had mine. I no longer have it, admittedly. So happy he made the roster. I was not worried after Sunday, though. Like, coming into Sunday, when he was dressed, I was like, man, like, I think Jimmy Graham is kind of competing for a roster spot. And then Jimmy Graham looked like Jimmy Graham of old, and you're like, okay. He's good. Calvin says, Kroll had more drops than anything. Practice squad him and call it a day. 1,000% agree. And if someone grabs him off the waiver wire, wish him good luck. I know I will. But the Saints have tight ends, man. They got Jawan. They got Jimmy Graham. They got Foster Moreau. And they technically got Taysom Hill, who I can list at just about every position. Zach says, excited to see the D-line play. We had real problems getting pressure last year. The pressure changed toward the second half. Caden Ellis helped out. Carl Granderson came alive. So the Saints started getting sacks. I think this D-line, though, is going to be better. I think Colin Saunders' addition was huge, and Brian Brzee is going to be an impact rookie for this team. Space African Jesus says, to continue with the Lutz point, him missing all of 20, uh, 2021, I can't speak for Jesus, didn't help his case. Not one bit. Did not help at all for Will Lutz. So that, that for me, is a big problem. And again, core muscle surgery is not easy to overcome. His first full year back, 74% field goal made is not great. And he's 29. He's getting older. Eric asks, do you think that Denver, who's a down or, uh, who's down receiver too, might look at summer waivers uh, receivers because they're familiar with Sean's system? Only reason I'll say no is because the ones that would be familiar are are really not the type that I think he would go after. Uh, John Trey Kirkland's LSU, so you could get him out of there. Sean doesn't add LSU guys. Uh, Shaq Davis is... Fairly new. Maybe they take a flyer on him, but I, I just don't see it. And and I just don't know. I think if Traquan was cut or you know Kirkwood was there, I think those are the guys that Sean would would covet. I just don't know about those. But it's a fair question. And I do think that there's a chance, right? Because Sean is going for a lot of New Orleans guys, but a lot of these guys that got cut just came in this year. Will AT Perry make an actual impact this year? I don't know. That's a good question, Brian. I'm going to say no, but I think that there's a chance because the kid is super talented, but it goes back to what I said with Shaq Davis. If Traquan's healthy, again, 
big if. But if he is, there's four receivers that are going to be firmly out of A.T. Perry to add with Juwan, to add with Alvin, to add with Jimmy Graham. So I don't know. I, I really don't. Do you have a graphic for the final 53? Uh, I don't have a graphic on me. I could see if I could share a screen here and pull it up for you guys, and maybe I could zoom in. Let me see if I could do that for you guys. That might be interesting. The final 53, I don't think there's a graphic. I could put final cuts if you guys want that. K-Man says, looking at our early season opponents, is there any slot receivers Alante can't cover? Great question. Uh, let's get into their opponents here. Titans won. Not really. I'm not really worried about that. Panthers, if they put Thielen in the slot, that could be tough. I think Thielen's a hell of a player. Packers, again, not really. I think those are boundary guys. Like Christian Watson's primarily on the outside. Uh, Buccaneers, Godwin is the one. Godwin is the one for me that will dictate a lot. And then Patriots, you get Juju Smith-Schuster. There's another really good slot. Texans, Robert Woods is respectable. And then Jaguars, depends if they move Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley around. So they will get tested. I, I think week four, maybe, against the Bucs. That's when they'll get really tested. Space African Jesus says, and to think Lutz made that 43-yard field goal and the rest of the game played out the same, the game would have never went into OT. All right, I'll let it go. Uh, yeah, please, because then I'm going to start getting in my feelings. Noon Daylight Present says, officially only Amadi shows under slot, so maybe they don't even envision Alante. I still think they do because they've really tried to push it, but I do think, uh, Ugo Amadi gives them that like safety net that they'll like. So that's important. Keeping it real, who that sports pockets family, not even the 2017 class had all the draft picks uh, to make the 53. Just saying. Excellent point. Excellent point for sure. Libby says, I bet Sean would like to get Taysom Hill. I guarantee you a phone call was made at some point this offseason, right? The Saints would be like, hey, we're trading Adam Trout. He's like, okay, I'll take him. By the way, are you keeping Taysom Hill? You know, Hey, Mickey, how's your Tuesday going? Are you keeping Taysom Hill? That's pro- I mean, he probably calls every single week for Taysom Hill. Space African Jesus says, who'll be the next Saints player to go to the Broncos? My guess is going to be Pete next year. Maybe, maybe Roby if they need another corner. I don't know their corner situation outside of Sertain. So I'd have to check, uh, and I'll pull that up now. But that would be the one. Um, maybe. But I-, I would go probably Pete. Vincent Gray over Roby, question mark. Uh, if you're talking about JT, then the different story. If you're talking about Vincent Gray, the former Michigan kid, uh, no. He is currently looking around uh, for work. I don't know if he made the Rams' official roster. I believe he got cut. But, yeah, I, I, Robe, uh, if I had to pick between the two, which I don't think the Saints will, I'd still rather have Roby with a familiarity, although no, Vincent Gray has familiarity with the Saints, but I, I, wouldn't, I don't think they need to go either option right now. Like we said before earlier that a lot of you guys brought up, the Saints, the frustration with Roby isn't the lack of options behind him. It's just knowing whether or not they can handle it. Chris, uh, Chris, who are you most excited to see on the 53? Someone who maybe was a coin flipper, odds against them, and how do you think they'll make an impact? That's a really good question. Um... That is a that is a fantastic question. I I'm kind of torn here. I'm kind of torn. I think someone who maybe I'm surprised with, and I don't I don't know if they'll make a huge impact, will maybe be Lonnie Johnson. Because when the Saints signed Lonnie Johnson, I really liked the move. I thought it was an under the radar move, and then he do, he wasn't making a lot of noise. And I would ask around in the summer, you know, what are you seeing about a, from Lonnie Johnson? I didn't really hear much. And then he started playing well in the second preseason game. Had the game ceiling pick. And he might have 
he might have a chance here. He might have, uh, you know, a chance here with May potentially missing time. So that's I don't expect him to make a huge impact, but that's someone I'm looking at. And that that might go with a guy like Jordan Howden too. You know, rookie from Minnesota. Really happy he made the roster. But I don't I don't know what their role will be, and I hope it's something that they could do. Saints 419. I was sitting front row behind Saints bench for that 2019 playoff game. Didn't expect to get war flashbacks today. <laughs> I apologize. That's, that's on me for pulling it up from the chat. Calvin says Payton can get can have Taysom if you want to give up certain. Other than that, keep it pushing. Yeah, if you watch Taysom, you gotta you gotta uh you got to have a strong offer. Sky asks, can we trade the head coach? No. Great question, though. I'm sure you're not the only person who wants uh, wants to know. that They're not trading the coach. One coach trade a year for the Saints. They've, they've hit their quota with Sean Payton. No cap, no filter. Says, I wanted another wide receiver for the MT insurance, but if we if Jawan can get 850, I'm cool. Wanted a solid pass rusher, but if we can generate more turnovers, I'm cool. DA is to slot cornerback like Sean is to wide receivers in the building. First off, I agree with the MT thing. You want more insurance, but I do think that 850 is attainable. Uh, I tweeted earlier this year that I, I think that Jawan will get 750. 850 would be even better, but that that does factor into it. And I think also what factors into it is what Alvin does. Can Alvin play a big role in the passing game once he comes back? So that will give them more insurance. And they can do that because Jamal and Kendrick could also handle the running back duties. As for the solid pass rush, I think the pass rush is going to be better than people expect. Peyton Turner and Cole Granderson, I think, if they're healthy, are going to play well. And I think Brian Verzee is going to give them some juice in that area. And then the slot cornerback thing, you said it perfectly. I'm not even going to add another comment to it. I love the way you said that. Uh, you like Isaac. I, I'm never, I'm never going to get his name. I always go uh, Yadam, Yidam. I'll say Yidam if you want. But they didn't. They didn't eat him from the uh, from the roster. So in terms of Isaac, I thought Isaac looked really sharp this this preseason. And I think the turning point for Isaac was definitely I think the Chargers game for me. And I'm I'm glad that that he made it. I'm really glad. Uh, I think that he's the type of player that when you talk talk about fighting to make the roster, he did that and then some. And I'm definitely happy that he was rewarded because he was on the bubble throughout the, the throughout the summer, August, all that. Tony asked your personal favorite stand up and get crunk or choppa style. Uh, I'm actually going to go with stand up and get crunk. That's just me personally. I think the choppa style like phase where the 2018, 2019 saints were rolling with it was awesome. But I just think stand up and get crunk is a better classic for me. St. John Butler uh, hops in just popping in. What, uh, what shocked you the most today? I'm going to still say the Bradley Roby one shocked me the most. I anticipated the Saints getting rid of a kicker. I'm pleasantly surprised they were able to pull off a trade because more picks, the better. But, yeah. Margaret says, O-line needs to be better for the run game. Oh, there's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Tony says, how many years do you think Honey Badger can give us before he's washed? Let's see. Let's just take it year to year. I thought he finished last year really strong. I expect him to be just as good this year. And then we'll take it from there. Space African Jesus says, on a serious note, what is your expected record for the first five games? Secondly, what is the game that will show you the most in terms of what direction where the team is going? So for the first five games, personally, I'm not trying to upset people right now. If the Saints go three and two, I'll be really happy. I think that'll be a fine record because I think the Titans game is going to be tough. Panthers, Packers on the road will not be easy. Bucks on paper, you think it's easy, but it's a divisional game. And Patriots on the road is not easy either. So I think the game 
that will tell me how I feel about this Saints team, honestly, is that that Patriots game. I think that's the one that's going to tell me because Bill Belichick is still a damn good coach and Bill Belichick versus DA is a coaching mismatch. If the Saints can win that one on the road and then all of a sudden you start to get games against a rookie quarterback with C.J. Stroud and then two weeks after a rookie quarterback with Anthony Richardson, I think confidence will build. Titans game I think will tell you a good bit, but it's also week one and week one can be outliers. But I think that Patriots game is, is no give me for sure. No cap, no filter says if we trade, I want a good left guard and put Hurst as def, uh, uh, the depth backup O-line. I want a nasty O-line. I agree. I would love to have a, a situation where Hurst is that primary backup, but he's got to be the starter right now. New Daylight present Penning, Young, Hurst, Pete, Saldaveri, McCoy, Garcia, Ruiz, Ramchek. Should we fear lack of depth? Yes, but I do think almost every single team in the NFL should fear lack of depth on the O-line. K-Man asked, does Merritt return kicks for... Uh, Kicks, or is he behind Shahid? I'm actually curious about that. I actually think he should return kicks because I don't like using Shahid on special teams because I think Shahid's going to be a weapon as a receiver, and I hate to see him get hurt on special teams. Austin Ferraro says, by keeping all seven rookie contracts on the 53, do you think we are starting to find more cap stability with cheaper contracts? I think they'll play a factor in it, but the Saints were going to be under the salary cap by a good margin regardless, but it is a good question. Uh, now, if you guys have any more comments, questions, concerns, you can get them in. But before we do that, I want to get to one of the sponsors of our show, DraftKings Sportsbook. Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? Crazy, right? Well, good thing that's over. NFL's here in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now and use code BOOT to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code BOOT only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Once again, thank you to DraftKings being a part of the program. We'll get back into comments here. Zach says, how do you think the offense comes out without AK? We'll see. I do think you're going to miss that because I think AK is such a safety net. He's such a game changer. And I do think the Saints are going to miss that portion. So when you get him back, I think there's going to be a next level that they get the offense to. So if I feel like they're kind of stuck in a certain gear, I won't go full throttle aggravated yet till I see how they look with Alvin. But I still expect them to be good. Okay. Because I watched that preseason first drive with the first first team offense against the first team Chiefs defense, and Olave didn't have a catch, and Rashid Shahid didn't play, and they went up the field like it was nothing. Well, Olave will have catches in week one. Shahid should play in week one. And yes, they won't have Alvin, and that will hurt, but they should be able to move the ball. Space African Jesus says, Chris, that's my thoughts exactly. If Dennis Allen can can hold his own against Belichick on the road, that'll be a phenomenal sign. It would be excellent for New Orleans. On the road, against Belichick. I think the Patriots have an underrated roster. I know everyone's kind of like poo-pooing on them because they're in the AFC East and Rodgers is there now, but I think they're talented. Max says, who's our punt uh, punt slash kick returner? Did Bowden make the team? Lynn did not make the team. Right now, you're looking at Rashid Shaheed or Kirk Merritt. Brian says, what is up next for Rashid Shaheed? So he's still recovering. I, I think he's almost ready, though. He's almost there, and I think he'll be good for week one. But what's up, what's up next for him in terms of his role? I think he should just be wide receiver three, and they should keep him at that, and I think he'd be a great wide receiver three. But we'll see how that all unfolds. And again, we'll get those answers as week one rolls around and week two. So I think it's going to be fascinating. Josh asks, what's your prediction on the Jalen Smith situation? Do the Saints let him walk? 
or sign him with a better slash multi-year deal. I think it will be back. I don't think it will be a multi-year deal. I just think it'll be a one-year contract. I don't think he's got a huge market right now, but I do think he'll be back. And I think that at the end of the day, they, they knew that. There was a there was a, a, a kind of a, a formality of, you're getting cut, but you will be back on this roster. Oh my, oh my jaw says uh, Nephi Sewell is a dog, though. He looked good in the preseason. He, and he, he, just, he earned a spot, guys. He earned it. Max says floor and ceiling for the first eight games. I think the floor is, I mean, honestly, with this team, it should be four and four should be the floor. Four and four should be the floor when five out of your first eight games are on the road. And the ceiling, I would say six and two because the Jaguars game will be tough. The Patriots game will be tough. The Packers game won't be easy. The Panthers game's on the road. So they got some tough ones. Cameron says, shedding the uh, shedding cap space for 24, uh, 2024 free agency or uh, gradual rebuild. I don't think it's any of that. I don't think the Saints have really gotten rid of guys that they can't replace, you know? Like, they can replace Bradley Roby. I don't think that's the concern. I think the Saints now, though, are finding ways, and if this draft class is good, are going to find ways to continue being competitive while slowly but surely make sure they're never in that cap situation again. And they were only in that cap situation because of COVID. They just messed up the whole cap space situation because the, the league didn't have the cap going up, which the Saints were accounting for. Tony says, do you honestly think we have a healthy Mike Thomas? I think right now Mike Thomas is healthy. Do I think they're going to have a Mike healthy, a Mike, a Mike healthy, a healthy Mike Thomas for all 17 games? History and the numbers will tell you no, but I hope they do. Austin says, if May is suspended, does Howden take over his role? I think you'll see a little bit of Howden. Could see a little bit of Lonnie Johnson. You'll probably see a committee approach. That's how I think the Saints will take it. But Howden did get a lot of first-team reps in training camp, for what it's worth. Just call me Trey. Was really most surprised by Merriweather, Jalen Smith, and Bradley Roby getting released. Yeah, I think those were kind of the three popular ones. Blake Kilkin wasn't surprised. It's more so of, wow, they, they actually did it. Not like, oh my God, I can't believe they did it. So I think those were the popular ones for sure. But it, it's been a really interesting Tuesday. I don't think we're done yet with news. I think Wednesday, Thursday, Saints will continue to fill out the roster. They're going to fill out the practice squad soon enough. And of course, when that news does happen, we'll have we'll have you covered here on Buku Media Straight Up Saints podcast, which means you can subscribe to the channel and make sure to have the notification bell on so you get alerted when videos like this drop. As always, guys, I want to thank you so much for joining the chat. If any of you have any questions and you want to hit me up, like Keeping It Real, Who That Sports Podcast, talking about having me on uh, as a special guest, uh, either hit me up on Twitter. If I'm not following you, I will follow you so you can DM me um, and we'll go from there. So just hit me up. I'll get back to you and we'll go from there. But thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. Make sure you guys like the video. Make sure you guys subscribe and just stay tuned for more content because the the Saints train is just starting to go and it's not going to stop rolling for a long time. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday night, guys. We'll be back soon to talk more Saints football.